Welcome to the Finding Success Show, where we interview successful people so you can learn what it takes to find your own success in business and in life. Coming to you live from the Jersey Shore with your host, Justin Bosak, Abram Covella, and Steve Libman. I'm Steven. I'm here with the boys, Abe and Justin. And today in the studio, we have Ed Stulak, better known as the Millennial Realtor. And he's going to talk to us a little bit today about what he's been up to, not only his success in the real estate field, but also now creating his own masterclass, teaching people how to do Instagram in the realm of real estate so that they can blow up their business by using the gram. So thanks, boys, for showing up. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, for those of you who are not watching the YouTube video, I am standing up in this studio because I have (laughs) slipped the disc, so it's a little weird, but we're going to get through it. Um, And we're going to start talking today a little bit about, um, you know, what you're up to, Ed. Tell us a little bit about your story, you know, where you're from. I know you just drove down from North Brunswick down to Tom's River, so we appreciate you doing that. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. Now, uh, so my parents came from Europe. I'm the first born in America. Where in Europe? In Slovakia, as Eastern Europe as Eastern can really be. <laughs> and they came here, you know, pursuing the American dream, and especially for their um, their one child. I'm an only child. So uh, pretty much I'm spoiled and all those, you know, characteristics. But uh, they, they pushed me to, you know, uh, go for college, go for the the nine to five, become a lawyer, a doctor. And I tried and I failed. <laughs> and it just wasn't fun. And so uh, then I got into... Then I got into something that my my heart really loved. That was music, believe it or not. So I got into music a little bit. But when I did get into music, producing music, DJing, that whole um, shebang, uh, I discovered entrepreneurship. I realized that as a DJ, you have to have a brand. You have to have exposure. And so that's when I stumbled into social media and personal branding. And I was doing it for other guys. And you know, today they're my uh, best friends, and they really pushed me to understanding entrepreneurship. So. Long story short, I got into social media in 2012 and Instagram. I posted a picture of a hockey hat. I'm a big hockey guy. And it got two likes. And I said, oh, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) People are watching. People are watching. I said, what if those two likes actually bought that hat? And I said, now I'm thinking, hmm, that's a $0 advertising, you know, $30 profit. Let's say, right, $15 a hat. So I'm like, okay, what can I, how can I build a following online and sell something to them? I didn't really have a something to sell just yet. I didn't have a brand. I didn't have a product or a service. I was still in the beginnings of uh, of uh, uh, entrepreneurship. And so I said, all right, let me just build a community and eventually I'll figure out what I want to sell. So I started learning how to build a brand. And, and again, slowly but surely, it kind of rumbled into what it is today. And I got into real estate for the wrong reasons. I got into it to dress nice and to sell and make money. <laughs> you didn't realize the stress that came along with it. Oh, man. And Everybody I'm not knows that. that Bozak got into it for the fashion piece. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. I, can, I can see. And as I got into it, I realized that you know uh, there's there's a bit of a gap between a, a realtor and the understanding of social media. And, uh, any I mean, sort there's of, a lot of gaps. That's just one a lot of, of gaps. them. This can, is one of many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding, realtors. Not <laughs> but not really. really. <laughs> and so I realized one of these many gaps, and, and I said, all right, let me be that missing puzzle piece to it, right? So now let me teach realtors about the importance of social media and personal branding. So that's, that's awesome. kind of the long story. <laughs> no, so that's, that's a lot of good information. Um, I can rag on realtors because I'm a broker myself, so oh. it's all good. Um, <laughs> What I like about that, so so you know, let's let's kind of go back and like we always do, kind of unpack it a little bit. Um, 
what I love is that you recognized that entrepreneurship was more than just, hey, I want to start a business, right? It comes along with all of these other things that you have to do. And we're all doing it right now, right? We're building our brands. We're engaging our customers. We're trying to figure out how to service them so that they work with us versus go with somebody else, you know? And I think social media has given us a, a huge opportunity to be able to leverage those things and create those relationships. But it's interesting that you went into it like, hey, I'm going to start making some money. I'm going to DJ. I love music. Let's, and then, oh, wait, why would they pick me? Mm-hmm. Let's figure out how to brand myself. And um, I know when I started my business, I got kicked in the teeth a bunch uh, about yeah. how to brand and how to do it properly and how to have the credibility and how consistent you need to be with it and, and things like that. So so take us from that transition, right? You're, you're DJing and you're seeing kind of what the light looks like for an entrepreneur and then – how do you how do you start to do you still DJ? No. Okay. So no, that was a was that kind of a hard and, and fast? Half. I'm going to cut it off. Hard and fast. I learned yeah. about uh, right when I got into music, uh, the whole creative side. I really quickly stumbled into the management side of things. Okay. So uh, those best friends I was talking about, I started to manage them and did their social media, did their marketing, and then I said, "All right, I'm not going to do it for you guys anymore. I'm going to do it for me. Right. I don't want to spend my time on you guys. I want to. You know, why not? Why not take my expertise and apply it to me first to see if it even works." That was, I didn't discover that right away. I went through uh, those DJs. I went through uh, um, Kevin Jonas. I worked with Kevin Jonas for a little bit. And we were in New York City, so I was helping him out with his uh, marketing company called Blue Market. Um, I went with Gerard Adams. He was another uh, entrepreneur. So, I mean, I went through a few phases to figure out, okay, working on social media for someone else, it works. And I've learned a lot, but I wanted to start applying it to myself. That was 2016-ish. I got into saying, screw everyone. <laughs> Let me focus on me Screw my brand, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's when I got into real estate, 2016, something like that. And okay, then I so, said, you, right. so you took your your test, right? You went to class, you took your test. Yep, six times. Did you, six times? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love the honesty. Wow, man, that's persistence right there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, and that's another success pillar that we always talk about here. Yeah. It's like, you know, I know people that have taken it three times, can't do it, and they're just out. Mm. Right, so six times. Well, although it sounds like how many people have taken it one time and never, never sell a house? Right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's that yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, the real estate course. I mean, you take the test, but it doesn't really teach you the the ins and outs of real estate. I mean, we we get people that take the test and they get into it, and it's just like, all right, let's show you how to really actually be a realtor. You know, it's, there's a lot more to it than just the. No, we can talk about law. that for hours <laughs> with how how irrelevant the information yeah, is. Right. There, you'll never run into it again. Sometimes, so. And right. then, so did you have friends in real estate or what made you decide like, hey, I'm going to go and pursue real estate? And So again, going back to the fashion, I guess, um, I was at I was at Macy's looking for a new suit. I don't know why. I, was just, I just wanted a new <laughs> suit. And there was a guy there. And I so I approached him. I said, hey, are, like, you look like you work here. Can you help me find a suit? He's like, no, I'm a realtor. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, I, I get that a lot. That's yeah. <laughs> that's, You're always working places. That's kind of what it was. So I was like, oh, okay. So that's when I, of course, uh, connected with him and... I was uh, eight, uh, 21, 20 something at the time. So he brought me into his office, of course, tried to recruit me and do all that stuff. And it was fun. Um, but there was also another guy on Facebook, and he was dressed from head to toe, dapper as can be. And that was his Facebook profile picture. I was like, man, you look good. Like, what, do, what do you do? I sell New York real estate. All right, I guess real estate it is. <laughs> so that's interesting. I know a few entrepreneurs that have actually made very successful careers by finding people that are either in a car that they like in clothes that they like or something ridiculous like that right. and go, 
what do you do? Right. And then they emulate that guy's career because yeah. they wanted to drive the Bentley. Yeah, they well, wanted well, to wear well, the Wall suit. Street. What do you do? No, yeah. seriously. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, seriously. What do you do? <laughs> no, no it's true. Um, so that's interesting. So you, you kind of found him as a mentor. Yeah. And then did you end up working with him? No. No, I didn't. Um, okay. I used him as a stepping stone. I use, I guess, everything, every experience, any connection as a stepping stone at the end of the day. Sure. Uh, there's some that last long, some that last a very minor, short time. All in due season, so, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was one of those. He brought me in. He showed me that, wow, there's actually another industry out there that you don't need your college degree for. I was like, oh, cool, this is for me. <laughs> yeah. you know, and you so, can be massively and, successful at it. And you can be. I yeah, mean, absolutely. I know people making well into the seven figures a year and, you know, have their GED. Yeah. But they know real estate and they know numbers. Mm. I'm excited for those days. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, obviously, you're at Remax, which is the best brand in the world. We all know Pretty that. Pretty much. Uh, but did you, did, you, did, you start, <laughs> did you start with Remax initially? Or? I did not. Oh, I okay. started with Berkshire Hathaway. Okay. And that was just because mom knew a friend. Right. They brought yeah. me in. Yeah, they promised me the world and so much more, and they gave me nothing. So I went Sounds to, um, yeah, so I was door knocking on a, a Christmas uh, Christmas Eve, I believe. Wow. I was door knocking. You're hired. No, oh, yeah, I was <laughs> terrible. That's what they told me to do. They used to go door knocking and cold call. I'm like, oh, my God, all right. I hate doing those things, but I'll do it. So I went door knocking, and the first, the, the third door that I hit uh, in my neighborhood, it was this nice two-door house. I always saw it. I was always looking up to it every time I went into the neighborhood. It was a nice house. So I went, I knocked. This old guy comes out. I give him a card, my postcard. I was like, hey, you know, happy new, um, um, Merry Christmas, and on and on. And so I walked away. He comes running out 10 minutes later, and he's with his cane. He's like, hey, come back. I'm like, no, I didn't just get it. No way. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. So I come back. Turns out he's a broker. You recognize the hustle, though, right? He, you know, that's exactly right. That's exactly why he comes yeah. running out. He's like, I need you. <laughs> I like, all right. He's a, so it was a small mom and pop shop. So I said, okay, why, why not? And I was still new. I was three, four months into the business. And so uh, he tries to recruit me. He brings me into his garage, sits me down. And he's like, so this is what we offer and this and that and no desk fees. And we do even $50 an open house. I said, I see money now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I took it. I took the opportunity, and I was there for a year. Very old school. Like, right. I'm talking typewriter in the office. Yeah, old I school. Imagine. Imagine. So old guy, you know. But yeah. they taught me a lot of the fundamental elements of yeah. real estate. Door knocking, cold calling, right. do this, do that. And that stuff works, especially, you know, and we're going to get into kind of the social media powerhouse that yes, you've become. Right. But in that same vein, as more people move towards that, the art of the cold call and the art of the call of the door knock is going away. So if you find people that have that that drive and that motivation and can do it well, I still feel like you can be successful in that oh, space absolutely. by doing it that way. But that is a work harder, not smarter mentality. Yeah, exactly. Right? So. so that's that's the approach that I tried to go into. You know, maybe we can transition into that. Is that I did realize the the old school methods, which still work. They work like a charm. I've gotten a few sales just from door knocking. So right. don't get me wrong, it works. But I've gotten more sales with Instagram. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd rather put my strengths or focus into strengths that are my strengths and focus my weaknesses elsewhere, you know, delegate those weaknesses. Door knocking, cold calling, not my cup of tea, but I'll do it if I have to. I'd rather work on my strengths, which is Instagram. And so, again, I realized this this whole idea of Instagram, how you can really take advantage of it and leverage and, and just use it the right way, not just scroll, you know, double tap on pictures just because, you know, there's a pretty girl or maybe a dog or I don't know, whatever it might be. There's so much more behind it, but people don't know how to really um, suck it out the correct way. 
So that's what I teach, is how to actually get into Instagram the right way, use it effectively, posting, algorithms, like I get into it all. So how do you, how did you go about learning that yourself? I mean, working with a guy like Kevin Jonas, for example, a guy that's, you know, a celebrity, I guess he has all these ins and outs. Uh, the other gentleman I was talking about before, Gerard Adams, he's uh, another so- a social media influencer, I guess you can say, quote unquote, hate that word influencer, but it is what it is. <laughs> and, and learning lots of things from them. I have connections to guys like Gary V and uh, their inside men. So, I mean, these guys, their job is to know what works. And then of course, I, you know, get the info and I see if it works for me too. And to be honest, you know, the, the best thing, one of my favorite quotes is good artist copy and great artist steal. Pablo Picasso. The guy before, did you, do you know who actually, um, so, so Pablo said that quote as he was painting and he had his, started figuring out his own design. He actually took that design from another artist. Do you know that name? Mm-hmm, no. I don't either, because that guy didn't have a good brand. Pablo <laughs> did, though. <laughs> That's awesome name. And it comes to, right? Yeah. So and now it comes to branding. Pablo had a bigger brand than the other guy, so he took his idea, implemented it in his own way, and released it to the world, and now he is Picasso. Big worldwide you know, name that everyone knows pretty much. Yeah, nice. And so I do the same concept. I go on Instagram, I see what works for others. If you're a model, you can be a NASCAR driver, you can be a, a whatever it is that you want to be. If it works for you, let me see if it works for me too. That's interesting. I'll take your yeah. idea, I'll implement it into the real estate world. See if it works in real estate language. And most of the time it really does. So I see what others are doing. If Gary V is posting four times a day, okay, I'll try posting four times a day. If he's doing this kind of caption with this kind of call to action, I'll do the same thing. Right. He's done the research. He's got more he's money. Done the research. And he knows yes. what's working and what the feedback is. Yeah, so. he puts his money into R&D, so might as well take it for free. Right? right. Yeah, you're seeing the finished product. So now I just have to reverse engineer it. Yeah. And boom. You know, That's I just got to put it in my own words or make it work for my business and make sure the return's there as well in the, in the time. I think that's the trickiest thing is actually creating the content. I mean, that's part of the reason why I think we have a podcast today, and it's just to, to be able to uh, reverse engineer how people tick. It's a great way, I think, to be able to show people just there's different worlds out there, there's different things that you could potentially be doing, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just following somebody in real estate. It could be like we had a, a guest the other day. Um, he's building a special needs park, but the story... And then the, uh, the path to, to get there, there's things people can draw from literally uh, everybody. It's just, what are you going to do about it? That's the problem. There's, there's a lack of action, I feel. Well, and people a, and don't execute. Of, right, that's the thing. So we hope you know, people will actually take what you're saying and start executing. Steal it. Well, so let's talk about it. Because um, I'm interested, right? You guys are interested in this no, stuff absolutely. too. I mean, we all have brand building capability and... You know, one of my biggest headaches right now is like, well, how much content do I need to create? How do I create it? You know, having a social media manager, what's that really look like? What should that entail? Right. You've run your own. Now you've run other people's. Um, you know, I guess w- when you're going to say, OK, I'm going to start building a brand on Instagram. Where do you start? Mm-hmm. You have to understand who you are as a person. You can't really be anyone else. It's a very cliche saying, but you are you. Just own it. And I said just before 2019 really ended, I said one thing to prepare for 2020, and that is to be your most authentic self than ever before. That is what is going to win online, offline. People really want to resonate with you. You can be a robot as as much as you want. 
cold call, hey, it's Ed with Remax, you know, how are you today? People can read through that, it's fake, you don't care how my day is going. Just be real, just be as real as possibly you can be. And so I feel like authenticity is one thing that you really need to take on to your role, um, again, online, offline, and just understanding what your ideal audience wants. So who is your ideal audience? Are they buyers, sellers, renters? Are they dog lovers, cat lovers? Like who, who are they? And then create content that they want to absorb. So I have a thing called the uh, the uh, value cycle, the content cycle. So Sorry. hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. time out real quick time out. before we go into that. So <clears throat> the have you ever read uh, some Seth Godin stuff? Probably. So Seth Godin is a very influential marketing writer. And he always talks about find your tribe or create your tribe, mm. right? So I, I think it hits on kind of what you're talking about, which is what, by being your authentic self, I, I th- and Justin and I were just having this conversation off air, that by being who you really are, I think you feel like it's going to narrow who your target audience is, right? We want to cast a wide net as business owners because we feel like by going too narrow, it might limit our business. Mm. But the opposite is actually true. Right. There's so many people who are so interconnected that if you are who you really are all the time and your beliefs are your beliefs and your uh, values are your values and people can really pick up on that, then you create this little tribe. You know who created a great tribe? Nike. Right. Who created a great tribe? Amazon. Like it doesn't mean you have to be a small business to create a tribe and to be your authentic self. So I think it's important to talk about the fact that you can be hyper focused on who you are and what your strengths are. And as long as you're consistent about it, as long as you're telling that story, then your customers will come and they will find us. Because I think as business owners, we always think that by getting too hyper-focused, we're going to leave money on the table or leave customers on the table. Mm. But I I think the opposite's really true. I think the people that are doing that, you can kind of tell that they're doing that because you don't resonate with them because they're they're trying to touch on everything. But the people that are really resonating with you – you're following them on Instagram. You're following them on Facebook. You're you're interacting with them and going, this dude, we, we align, yeah. right? So if they, if they don't want to follow you, then they don't follow you. Yeah. Right. If they don't want to work with you, they don't work with you. Simple as that. Yeah. There are people that I don't want to work with, clients that I just immediately, I hear their uh, budget and I hear their criteria and I'm just like, you know what? I Oh, my English. Oh, God. <laughs> Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Go through the tunnel. <laughs> Same thing online, right? Uh, Instagram. There are people that are just like, we're just talking about it, I guess, again, off air, haters. It's a thing that we all, I guess, experience. I'm experiencing oh, sure. it more than ever recently, and it's it's pretty fun. I'm like, you know, every time I get some sort of message, oh, screw you, and this and that, and you're a loser, I'm like, thanks for the feedback. Like, follow me on Instagram. Listen. Don't do them a favor and return it. That's, right. that's no, what they no, want. No, they want the engagement. Kindness. They want to get the the angst out. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. but, they, but you're the target. Wow. Kill them with well, kindness. You didn't do anything exactly. wrong. It's insane. No, so going back to the to the content cycle, right? Going yeah. off of the building your own tribe. How do you build a tribe? That might be a question for the listeners is how do I actually build a tribe? I don't know what to, what to do, what to give them. And there are people that will lack with content. Some people can't really post content because I'm not creative. I don't have the software. I don't have a good camera. I don't have this. I don't have that. They'll make up 31 excuses. You have to create content that your ideal audience wants to absorb, digest, and then come back for more. And it's the cycle, right? So it's this repetitive cycle. You create content that they want, 
they absorb it, they digest it, they come back for more. Boom, 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 and they keep coming back. And then they bring their friend Sally and John and Eric and all these people because, wow, look at this content. It's actually relevant to what you are pursuing. So the essence of the content, though, it sounds like is knowing your target audience and knowing your story and connecting mm-hmm. those two and bridging that gap. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, because as I create content, sometimes I look at stuff and I'm like, I don't really want to put this out there because it's just not me. So we don't, right? Because it's like, uh, I don't know, almost too professional. I mean, mm-hmm. so we run, you know, a $100 million firm. But people keep telling us we have to be more professional. I disagree. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I actually I, love that, I, I love like that coming... you said that. Because, again, going back to the authenticity, right? If you if you go on Twitter right now, there are some funny things that you're going to see from other accounts that are big and reputable. Wendy's. I was just going to say that. Wendy's is fire. See? And <laughs> yeah. they're a big company. It's true. And they're going to hate on people, and they're going to write the funniest comments I've ever seen, and they're going to be... It's, I've seen some funny ones. Yeah, it's true. You know what? It's it's what it is, but it gets people like us talking about it on podcasts. It and we've talked about, talking about it about internally. It, you know? We're like... It's a little bit, and not edgy, edgy is the wrong word, but it's just a little bit more authentic. And, you know, we're younger guys. We're not Wall Street. We don't want to pursue that kind of customer where it's like, uh, you know, I'm not Edward Jones, right? People that invest with me know that I'm not Edward Jones. They know that I'm going to buy big, bad deals that will create a bunch of cash flow. And we're okay now. Start, you know, over 10 years, right? We've, We've created our brand. We know who we are and we're comfortable with that now. And it's not going to be right for everybody, but it will be right for enough people that it makes our job worthwhile. And it the makes right them, ones. Yeah. The right ones. And so, they'll come. Whether it's it's going to take a month, two months, a year or five, it's, it's, they're going to come, but you have to be consistent with it. So this always brings me back to core principles that we talk about, um, success principles that we talk about, which is really knowing thyself, right? Like you got to know your core values. You got to know who you are. So when you started to say like, well, you got to know who you are first. That's not something that could be easily glossed over because I think a lot of people look at somebody else and go, well, that's who I kind of want to be, mm-hmm. right? So I can kind of be that. But we we see you, phony, right? Yeah. We well, see yeah. the fraud. Yeah. Will that even make you happy if you get that? Right. So that's the thing is that becomes the, the fraud. So if you're aspiring to do that and focused on that and it doesn't make you happy, then what are you doing? Yeah. And why are you doing it? Right. So, you know, knowing yourself, knowing your core values, really getting alone with yourself and going, all right, what what is it that makes me tick? Like, what is that that drives me? And being honest with yourself, I think, is kind of entrepreneur success principle numero uno. Like you have to be able to get honest with yourself about who you are. And sometimes that changes over time. Right. Sometimes we grow and we become better and we but at that time. Right. You have to know who you are. It'll always evolve. And more and more, so another thing that I learned in 2019, I guess, and I'm still trying to implement it into my mindset, into my business, into life, is you cannot compare and contrast. You cannot compare yourself to others. Social media is such a fugazi, it's not even funny. You're going to see someone in their Lambo, which might be rented. You might see someone in their gorgeous house, which mom bought for them. You know, like you don't know what it is at the end of the day. And then you're saying, wow, why don't I have that stuff? Why am I, am I doing something wrong in life? Like, 
that's what social media it's such a fluff mm-hmm. and yeah. again going back to authenticity i posted a picture last night of me of uh, a picture from facebook linkedin instagram um I something uh tinder and myspace and you know and you know what i that that probably got the most engagement in a while yeah i got over 200 comments within hours and that hasn't happened in a while but again just being authentic i don't care what people think anymore i'm not going to post what people want necessarily i want to post what i want sometimes and uh gary v was talking to a guy who this this model right and the model asked gary he's like gary i want to post things about nutrition but people always like the pictures of me shirtless and they post uh, they comment more on those they they engage with me more on the shirtless pictures and when i post something about a nutritional fact of the day i get zero engagement he's like i want to start posting more of the nutritional stuff and gary v said screw it do it and so that's the kind of era we need to now evolve into in the social media world is now understanding that we don't have to just post what gets the most engagement, post what is valuable, post what is actually meaningful to you, to your brand, and that actually portrays what you're all about at the end of the day, not just stuff that gets a lot of likes and views. Right, because what's the value in 200 likes of you not wearing a shirt and there's 15 other posts just like that versus right. – a nutritional fact that might actually help somebody. Well, you know yeah, what's interesting. And you know what's interesting about the nutritional fact that'll help somebody is they didn't like it, but it impacted their life. Doesn't mean they didn't see it. And that's the thing, right? <laughs> so I'm seeing this in our own kind of social media campaigns where we're talking about giving back or you know um, a nonprofit that we're partnering with or whatever, and. Not a ton of engagement, right? They like to see the aerial photos of us building 1,100 storage units. Like, they love those shots. But the most engagement that I've gotten offline Mm -hmm. from people is about that stuff, right? So the real authentic relationships and conversations that we're having in the real world off of social media aren't getting the most likes necessarily. So, Mm. yeah, to your point, it's be authentic. Do what you think is going to one, really build the brand that you want to build, right? And and represent who you are and who you want to be moving forward. Not necessarily, I mean, you know, this for whatever reason, it just triggers the thought process of like the skyrocketing um, depression in teens right now, right? Because they're constantly looking for that next like right. in this inauthentic world, right? They, they're sitting next to a locker with somebody that they haven't talked to in four years and they're waiting for them to like their photo. <laughs> and like, we didn't grow well. up like that, right? So <laughs> well it's, said. it's different. So, you know, I think it's just important to recognize that social media is just that, right? It's media. And it's a derivative of us driving our brands and seeing and showing people exactly what we want them to see. Right. My, some of the, the favorite people that I follow on social media are the people that are like, man, I had a really difficult day today and here's why. And here's how I blew it today. And mm. Here's how I lost this deal today. Mm. And here's how I screamed at my kid today and I lost my cool. Like that authenticity, it, it's paramount to me because it's so easy to get caught up in the, you know, what do I want the world to look at me and see? Because it's fake. It's just not real. It's, and, and you're totally right on that. I mean, one of the things that Instagram is doing, and I was actually, I'm glad to, to chat with you about this, because I want to hear your take on this, is Instagram, I, I know, is moving, they haven't done it in the U.S. yet, but they're removing the likes where you can't see them because they feel that there's been too many people affected by this worldwide where people are more focused on whether or not to like something because they, I don't want to like this because there hasn't been other people to like it. Um, so I'm curious because I know obviously you have almost 45,000 followers, which is extremely impressive. Um, 
what's your take on when they evolve to that next step, like when they start removing the likes? Because bringing up what that guy on Gary Vee, for instance, you know, posting nutritional content, he's probably not getting the likes because people are like, well, I don't know if I should like this because there hasn't, there's no one else that's liked it yet. How, what do you think that's going to do to your brand and, and business as that as that kind of goes into effect? So the removal of the likes has happened already. Okay. Um, it's it started off in Canada from what I remember first, right? And that was a few. I I want to say even eight months ago. It was a while ago, and I remember I my. I'm sorry, it was a year ago. I remember to to this day because I was in uh, my friend's place in Vermont, and his girlfriend showed me, and she was from Canada. She's like, "Look, this is what it looks like," and it just said, "This person and others." liked the picture right so it doesn't even say the number and so i was waiting for the day until it actually gets brought into america and i'm so happy that it finally did uh because i am all for that concept of don't show how many views you get or how many likes it really doesn't matter about how many likes you get at the end of the day it's matter uh it, it's about uh, how many lives you impact right and that's that's one love of my that. favorite quotes love it that's beautiful and and i i love that so much because honestly I always cared about, well, I know this type of content gets me a thousand likes and I know this only gets me 200 likes. Now I'm slowly starting to, I guess I'm my own psychologist. I'm telling myself, listen, it's okay. Screw it. If it gets a hundred likes, it gets a hundred likes. I might've impacted one person's life from that post. Just do it. Screw it and do it. Right. So I'm very happy that the likes are being removed because now people aren't looking at, oh, how many likes? Oh, oh well, it's only a hundred. I'm not going to like it. What? Why? <laughs> You're not going to like it because others don't like it? Yeah. Do you that's, that's like my hope. it? Uh, yeah. I, I think it's brilliant that they're going that direction. Um, so I'm all for it, for yeah. sure. Great. Um, I noticed uh, you're you're more, you're more very much involved in TikTok now. Mm. Um, that's not something that, on the, remat, on the real estate world, I'd like to get your take on this because I, I think my, my daughter uses it more than anything else. Um, <laughs> How old is your daughter? She's 13. Oops, Loves so I, TikTok. Yeah, so I... Have not even been on it. I just think it's for me to dance for a couple of seconds. <laughs> it was. So, yeah. so right. I'm curious, I'm I'm curious to see how you're kind of taking that and building your brand and, and using it in real estate because I've never even considered jumping into that world, you know, with TikTok. We never considered jumping into Instagram in 2011. Right, sure. right. That's what and a TikTok hush falls over the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. right. right. You kind of waiting on the Why do I need this? So and TikTok. it was like, oh, that's right. So TikTok. This is a platform which I got on in May of 2019. I was I was uh, in Europe and I saw TikTok. I downloaded it. I said, no, nah, I see. You know, one of my favorite influencers. I forgot who it was. They have it. Let me go on it. So I went on it. And I found myself logging in at 10 o'clock at night and putting the phone away at 4 a.m. I said, oh, crap. <laughs> this Got this em. is addicting. This is bad. I said, uh, but if it's so addicting, it must mean that it's addicting for others. Let me see if I can put myself on there. So I made a video, all right, right off the bat. The very next day, I woke up at like 12 o'clock because I had a very long night, a productive <laughs> night on TikTok. And so I made my first video. I got like 100 views, and I had zero followers, nothing, right? So I'm saying I have zero followers and 100 views. How is that possible? Wow. And what so was that, the video? Just me doing like a trend. So what TikTok really is, it's not all about dancing. There are songs, there are voices, and you pretty much take those sounds which you can kind of like extract and put it into your own video. 
So you almost want to do like a video around that sound. Ah, okay. And so maybe someone's saying like, oh, I had a bad day. And then you go ahead and do a video of you having a bad day kind of thing. <laughs> so that slow, just a small concept. So I took it and I made my first video, had a few hundred views. Went and did another video, had another hundred views. I did my third video, I had 69,000 views. Whoa. Oh, now people are like, what? <laughs> That's a lot of exposure. So I said, how can I keep doing that? So... Long story short, I keep going on TikTok. I'm posting, I'm posting, and I'm seeing 100, 200, 1,000, 200, 500. And so now it's all over these views, but I have like, what, 10 followers, 15 followers. My point is, is that TikTok's organic traffic right now is on such an ultimate high, like Instagram used to be in 2011, 2012. Mm. Now TikTok is the platform where you can get the most organic reach on by you doing nothing, realistically, posting a nine-second video of you, and you can get a lot of traffic, whether it's to your YouTube, to your Instagram, to your TikTok, to your So, yeah, whatever. let's talk about that. Where where are you guiding these people to go? I mean, a lot of tra- – 69,000 views is great, but what 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 does it mean? Like, where does it go? How do you capture that? So that's once. That, that was 69,000 views. That was once. And I said, how can I do that again? How can I make a viral video? Because what's the reason if you do one thing? What's the reason if you post uh, send one mailing or make one phone call, right? The like It's a numbers game. Right. So you have to constantly make content and content. So just a few months ago, I said, you know what? I'm going to sit down and make a video every single day on TikTok. Let me see if that works. Let me see if that works for the algorithm. And it did. Now I have 100,000 views. I have 200,000 views on videos that really are just humorous to realtors, I guess. I found my own niche. I make real estate content on TikTok. And I get the real estate community that follows me because they expect me to post another video tomorrow and and the next day. What's a typical, like with you creating a video, how, uh, I mean, obviously you're, you're planning it, you're kind of figuring it out. What's a typical time timeline of how long it takes you to get one video created? 30 to 45 minutes. That's not takes, bad. It takes a while for me to sometimes get creative. Last right, night right. I made a video. I, I Authenticity, right? I had like three beers. And I'm, <laughs> I love it. I'm love already it. out of it. But I saw this one trending video and I saw a real estate uh, picture on, on uh, Instagram. And I said, that's funny. I need to recreate that in a TikTok format. So I took it. I was already out of it. I was like, let's do it. And I made something. And it turned out that it was another good uh, video. I think I had about 2,000 views last night. And that was awesome. People were loving it. People were having fun with it. Someone from TikTok saw that video right away, and she reached out to me on Instagram and said, I love your TikTok videos. That's awesome. She's from Canada. I don't know. We talked. But, like, is she going to be a sale for me in the future? I don't know. Is she going to be a follower? Yeah, she already followed me. So regardless of where you want these people to go to, you have to understand where you want them to be funneled into. But TikTok is a platform to just generate the most organic traffic right now and bring them somewhere. Take them somewhere. Don't and just let them linger. how are you taking in. them from TikTok to another platform? There's a little link on TikTok. Just like on Instagram, you have one link, right, that you can post one on. One chance. One chance. <laughs> on TikTok, you have a little button that's a, a, for some reason, they didn't change the aesthetics of this yet, but it's a little YouTube button. And if you click on it, it can go to either your YouTube or your Instagram, mm. sometimes okay. even both. So why it's a YouTube link, uh, a YouTube logo, and it takes you to Instagram, that's for TikTok to figure out, but... That's what uh, allows that the, the TikTok allows you to. So do that's now. interesting. So it's just another platform where you can get engaging content out there and drive them to the top of your funnel, basically. Pretty much. Right? Just, I mean, just it's it's realistically the best place to get organic traffic right now, and that's the best way I can put it. If I'm getting a hundred thousand views and I only have two thousand followers, that doesn't make sense. When I have forty thousand, totally right. Forty thousand followers, anything, on, right? You're not spending nothing, anything. Not one dollar. It's, it's just, just the wording of the actual. Not even the caption. It's. 
How do they feed that out to people? Where see, so that's the thing, right? TikTok does not have an algorithm just yet that makes sense. Okay. Instagram, for example, Dustin, what do you like? Money, fashion, real estate, and I'm sure if you go onto your explore page of Instagram, that's right. exactly that's what you're awesome. getting. Absolutely. To Instagram now knows what Justin likes. Instagram now knows what I like. And they give you that type of content. TikTok has no idea what you like. So they're giving you anything. They're seeing someone just posted. Joe Schmo from India posted something. Boom. Let's take it and let's see if uh, we're going to throw it on our explore page of TikTok, which is called the For You page. Mm. So on For You, they're just giving you random content. (laughs) And sometimes people love it. And that's why videos explode. So it's interesting, right? Because those things explode without you getting targeted. And you spent six hours on there the first night because you weren't getting targeted. Right. I feel like we're getting so hyper-targeted now that mm-hmm. we, you know, we get on social media and we blast by a lot yes. of the content right. that's supposed to be focused for us because right. I'm tired of it. Is you know how many times I got to look authentic? at real estate deals? Yeah. <laughs> that's I don't a great care, point. right? So like, it's this interesting like that that's what's like drawing us to yeah. these newer platforms is that there isn't one, and then they eventually will put an algorithm to it because that's yes. the only way you can monetize it. That's right. Right? So it's interesting and I'm interested to see how TikTok does it. I mean, we, we all were interested to see how Instagram does it and now they do it the same way that Facebook does it. The it's, the day that TikTok allows people to post pictures is the day that it's going to start competing with Instagram like crazy. Yeah. So is the the benefit, I think, or maybe like how you got sucked in? Is it the unknown of like what's going to happen next or what you're going to watch next? Because it feels like... It's Vine on crack. Right. And, <laughs> I remember Vine, the six-second video. Yes, and you cannot do much on Vine. You yeah. you just kind of record, you press the record button, you film yourself a few times, and then you have a six-second video. TikTok allows you to go from eight seconds to 15 seconds to 60 seconds. I think those are like the time frames, and you can create videos between those times, but they're very short, very simple, and some are so funny. Mm-hmm. They can be the stupidest thing, but they're so funny. And you just get addicted to it. You get sucked into it. Yeah. TikTok is now understanding, like, what, when we're talking about algorithms, they see how many times you, you view one video. They view how many times you um, um, uh, go back to it. They see how many times you've shared it, how many times you've messaged, uh, comments, likes. Everything has a point system. It's like for every share, if you, sh- for example, I see that video of a baby, I'll send it to my aunt because she has a baby and she finds things funny. So I'll take that. I'll send it to her. That right there was like six points on TikTok. And so now you're adding up. And now TikTok has like a scale level. How many points do you get until you get more exposure and more exposure and more and more? Trade off. Yes. You engage, we'll engage your videos with other. Okay. Very interesting. So that's smart. That's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. And reasonable. Yeah. I remember when Gary Vee talked about it, I think it was like four years ago. And it was just like out of nowhere. He's just like, next big thing, TikTok. I'm like, like, come on. Like, really? <laughs> and now it's like, yeah. that's all I see everywhere now is it's, TikTok. It's, yeah. it's, it's grown crazy. So it'll be, it'll be here for a bit, so we need to take advantage of it. And a lot of people say, well, you know, like you said, 13, 14-year-old kids are on this. Yeah. Yes, but those are our future buyers. Those yeah. are our future sellers. Those are our future clients to work with. We have to understand the language now so we can speak it later. Yeah. And building a brand now for tomorrow is how you have longevity in the business. Why don't we touch on that? When we get back from our break, thank you for listening to the Finding Success Radio Show. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Finding Success Show. Welcome back to the Finding Success Radio Show. We are here with Ed Stulak, the millennial realtor. He's going to talk to you about how you're going to blow up your Instagram, your TikTok pages, and how you're just going to drive business through social. So thanks, Ed. Appreciate you uh, being here. And we're having a great time learning a lot from you. Off air, we just talked a little bit about 
how you have created uh, a masterclass for other people to kind of learn what you've mastered over the years and how to apply it to their own business. Now, is this business centric or can anybody jump in on the masterclass and get some some knowledge out of it and apply it to their own business? I've tailored it to realtors, but it's realistically for anyone. So a doctor, lawyer, mechanic can go into it and learn everything that they need to to get more exposure on Instagram and um, build their brand as well. So I go over the strategies. I go over my whole entire system, how to actually get leads, get followers, all these fancy things. I have a I've, like. There's there's so much into it that I've condensed into a four hour uh, masterclass. So that's really what it is. You go, you watch at your own time. It's online. It's online. Yep. So you don't have to go physically sit down. You can just buy it and sit at your own one time one time fee you watch it whenever you want you have lifetime access to it and i'm still uploading videos as time comes i'm going to be uploading tiktok videos in there too talking about tiktok and how that can help you out with your instagram so there's a lot of a lot of updates so So run us through what's the four hour master class like you know you have different sections and classes of it or is it so i have a few i have uh, six modules in there and each module talks about something different so the first module, we get into talking about the basics of Instagram, just because you might get that 90-year-old realtor that wants to learn Instagram, right? So you sure. want to make sure that I teach him as well. So I go in there, how to download Instagram. If you have an iPhone, you have an Android, how to actually take a picture, how to oh, write wow. a caption. I go so you start at the beginning. From beginning. Okay. And then it goes to module two, which gets a little more intense. You know, I talk about the branding side of things, get the creative. Here's my app that I use. Here's my favorite software. Here's how to create a video. Here's how to build a team. Here's how to do... All that stuff, right? Now how to how to actually build your brand up, the creative side. So I talk about how to build a brand that matters. And then last module, module uh, number three, I talk about how to build a following that matters. Now that you have a brand to show the world, how do you get the world to see it? So now I get into module three, which is the algorithms, how to get more likes, how to get more views, how to get more followers, leads, and things like that. So that's realistically like the, the whole... Uh, the the course of it. So you tested this out on yourself. I mean, give us some metrics when you started, you know, just door knocking and trying to sell yeah. houses and then now leveraging this and what's your real estate business now? So from like? so from 2012, I when I got into Instagram, I started really working Instagram, seeing what works and whatnot. In 2016 is when I got into real estate. Sorry. And um, started to really focus on what my ideal audience is. So 2016 is when I really blasted off with my following. I had 8,700 followers, something like that. And then it went from 10, 15, 20 to what it is today. So it skyrocketed from 2016 because these algorithms worked and I started to really learn everything that I can. And so in the beginning of my my, uh, real estate career, I had four sales, I think. That was with the mom and pop shop. And uh, they were teaching me the old school marketing and all that stuff. And then I got into my second year of real estate where I uh, joined with uh, Remax. And that was just last year. And so I've really learned how to take my advanced modern day knowledge of social media because my other brokers didn't really allow that. They kind of, you know, threw it under the carpet. And and so I applied it to my um, Remax days, I guess. And it's it just so much better. I They actually let me bring my videographers into the office. They were open to it. They pushed for it. They Facebook advertising. Sure, it helps Instagram. them build their office brand as well. Yeah, right? yeah. So why wouldn't you? Might as well. So... I got, I think over my my second year, I got eight sales, and I think six of those sales were from Instagram. Wow. And so now, last year, I also did around eight sales as well, because I haven't been focusing on real estate as much as I've been po- uh, focusing on traveling, speaking. And so last year, again, out of my eight sales, seven of those were from Instagram. So now, do you think that if you 
had a realtor associate join you on your team, then you can kind of open up the floodgates a little bit more if you were able to do more real estate and capture totally. a little of that lead flow and, and then I do close have more a team. deals. I, I do have a team that I'm currently helping out with their social media and all that stuff. Yep. So they're helping me in return as well. But again, they're getting leads from Instagram too, just by doing the simplest things that no one really would do. And I'll tell you one of them, right? You're on Instagram. How do you get someone to actually follow you that is relevant to you, that is actually someone that you want them to follow you, you want to follow them. You go into the search page of Instagram, you type in your town, and you start engaging with everyone in that town. If it's a little kid that's playing Fortnite, don't engage. (laughs) Don't engage. (laughs) Back out. (laughs) If it's a, I don't know, a 25-looking-year-old woman, she's pregnant, engage. Reach out. Right. Hey, what's up? They're gonna they're gonna need a house soon. Thank yeah, you. Need that's, I got two clients like that. And I have one that we're gonna be selling her house in spring. Just by doing just that. I reached out, I said, Hey, I liked a few pictures of hers. Some my name is Ed, I'm in your area, she's in the area, obviously too. And she says, Wow, it's so funny you followed me. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, not really. <laughs> not really though. Yeah, so that's but that that's targeting, one of my best you know, that that targeting is free. I free. So yes. so we're in the commercial space now, but before we ran a uh a large fix and flip business, wholesale business, right? So we were buying 15 to 20 deals a month. And for us to engage those people that would want to sell us their houses, we were spending almost 15 grand a week <laughs> in social yeah, media marketing, yeah. right? And direct mail marketing. So, I mean, our break even's at 600 grand. You're doing eight deals for free just because you were smart enough to say, well, who's around me that might want to buy a house? Right. Right. So, you don't need to, to dump a ton of money into these things if you're strategic about it. Right? That's it. Be strategic about it. Just it's a virtual, what you it's, got. A, it's a virtual door knock is what you're doing. Th- that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And I call I call it follow farming. There you go. I call so it now are you farming, having trouble funneling those people into a CRM that you can capture them? No, it's easier. It's easier because they're so free to give up their email and their info. And because now you're bu- uh, building a connection on Instagram, a different platform. It's not like I got your info from Realtor.com or Zillow. Right. I you didn't send me the magnet um, no. <laughs> calendar that John has your face on it yeah. from I see 20 years ago. I a lot of listings I take. Yeah, you do. And why do I talk about Instagram so much is because that was a platform for the longest time, for about eight years now, that had the best traffic that had the best exposure. It was used for everything because you can do videos, pictures, Instagram stories. Again, the whole good artist copy, great artist steal. Instagram stole from Snapchat. They stole from YouTube. Mm-hmm. They stole from Pinterest. Now you can save pictures and stuff into folders. They took all these ideas. But Instagram is like the main hub at the end of the day that you want to go to. If I'm at, a, uh, usually my suits have my Instagram handle. So everyone's like, oh, do you have a business card? I'm like, just follow me on Instagram. I don't, I don't have, no, I'm not going to give you my card. In, inside gonna, your lapel? In my, yep. You just have it sewn in there? Boom, sewn in there. Wow, that's wow, brilliant. Yeah, and then people Josh say Blair that, Josh right? Blair just joined us in the, in the <laughs> studio today. He's, he's already thinking about how to implement that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> and so that's exactly what I do. I just show them, boom, follow me on Instagram. Number one, it's a new connection. Number two, I have a new follower, so why not? And so that's what I talk about is LinkedIn is very business oriented. It's you're getting a message. It's probably going to be something about sales. I'm trying to sell you something. Join my team. I'm trying to recruit you. I hate it. On Instagram, you're getting a message from someone that says, hey, thanks for the follow. You're getting some girl that says, hey, you're cute. You're getting some guy that says, hey, I love your con-. You don't know what you're getting. It's very broad. So when you get hit with, a, hey, I'm trying, you know, trying to sell you a service, 
Okay, well, sure, let's talk more, because now I see your life on Instagram. I don't really see it on LinkedIn. Yeah. I don't see it much anywhere else. So I'm trying to personally use LinkedIn in a different way, a more engaging way, okay. because um, I don't think it's utilized in the way that it could be. There's a ton of information on LinkedIn that I can personally utilize, right? So you guys as real estate agents trying to get listings and get um, buyers, I don't know if that's a great platform. But for me, I'm looking for people that might want to create passive income on top of their jobs, right? So I can find higher net individuals, higher net worth individuals that have a certain platform. Like I know that a lot of my um, investors are mortgage brokers. They are anesthesiologists. They are doctors, right? So I can talk to them and say, hey, it looks like we're in the same town, right? Mm-hmm. We're in the same area. We're connected to the same people. Um, and I'm getting a lot of really good conversations that are starting and they're all relating to phone calls. And I think there's not a lot of, um, there's a lot of sales going on on LinkedIn, but not a lot of engagement that's creating content and right. stuff. So I, I think there's an opportunity there. Uh, I think it's a hard nut to crack. It and is. it's very industry specific, right? Like it's going to be difficult to figure out if they're ready to buy a house on LinkedIn. It's but, definitely it's definitely evolving. I mean, we just, I mean, I think we just logged in recently. I was like, man, I got to update some of this content because yeah, it it's old. like, where do you, where do you start? I mean, you have Facebook, you got Instagram, you got Twitter. It's like, I mean, how many you know these channels can you focus on? And you're selling houses, right? I mean, I'm you know we're closing deals, we're running yeah. deals. It's difficult to say, oh, let me make sure I'm on the. I mean, I don't have. The t- you know, 35 to 40 minutes per content right. piece on eight platforms. Yeah. What else do I do in my life? Right. Right. right? It's so it's tough. It's tough to do. And I totally understand. And if each platform is, is um, unique in its own way. I focus on my biggest one I focus on is on Instagram right now. Right. And I do start, I'm starting to focus more on TikTok now as well, because I know of the traffic that I can generate to my Instagram. So again, it comes back to Instagram yeah, and early them, right? adoption, right? Yes, so like and, and I yes. just I just got an Instagram account in the last six months. I it's mean, adapting, adapting to what works, and it's like okay, but I know I'm like I'm late to the party, right? So like at least you joined the party. Now maybe I'll go to TikTok and be like, you know what? Maybe I'll be the first commercial yes. real estate investor <laughs> and investment fund on okay. TikTok. So yeah. so let me right? get into that Man, real quick. Man. Now is the time to own your own little piece of real estate on TikTok more than ever before. If you type in hashtag real, real estate agent on, on uh, Instagram, you're going to get 50 million posts. And you're going uh, to look at the top posts. It's going to be random people. It's going to be very hard to compete with them to get on that top list. If you go on TikTok and type in real estate agent, I'm the ninth post. Now is the time to own your That's your little piece that. of real estate. So if it is commercial real estate, go and every video that you post on on TikTok, end it with hashtag commercial real estate. I guarantee that you're going to be one of what twenty thousand, thirty thousand, but you getting one video that hits just goes viral is going to make you and your exposure that much better than yeah, and others. Yeah, if you can drive them back to the YouTube channel that we have, which is interviews like this with other yeah. successful people talking about not paying taxes and, you know, just whatever our brand is, right? Whatever yeah. else we're teaching people about on our YouTube page. It's just another great way to organically drive traffic to our page so that they can engage with us if and when Absolutely. they want to. So all really, really interesting, um, great stuff. So masterclass, four hours. How much does it cost? Three ninety seven. Three hundred ninety seven dollars. One time fee. And Deal. lifetime Solved. access. Thanks. You're, you're adding <laughs> you stuff to it. <laughs> Did you just see that? <laughs> he just closed <laughs> you. <laughs> I mean, 
That's fantastic. So, well, and I, w- I want to touch on one other thing before we go because I know Instagram. When you hit a certain amount of followers, it's you can start monetizing it, right? So you, so you're almost at forty five thousand followers. Are you getting advertisers? Are you getting people that are reaching out to you and saying, "Hey, can you do a post? We'll pay oh. you a certain amount of money." And to piggyback that, that, does it hurt your brand to do that? Right. Depends on what kind of uh, company and agreement you come up uh, come upon. Right. I had a, um, a razor company once reach out to me. They were like, "We're going to give you one hundred fifty dollars if you post twice." And at the time, I was this was about two three years ago. I wasn't getting money for Instagram, so I said, "100 fifty sounds great. Let's do it." Now the suit. Yeah, I have a tailor now that reached out to me on Instagram. Ooh. Yeah. yeah oh, I saw, I, yes. Oh. So he reached out to me on Instagram, and he said, how can we partner up? I said, oh, well, I don't know. Let's meet for coffee. So we did. And he said, all right, well, I sell my suits for $3,000. I said, let me stop you right there. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to buy, but this is what I can offer. You create me suits for free, and I'll promote you. Does that sound better? Is it good to get $3,000 out of me, or is it good to get $10,000 out of a few people that I bring to you? Brilliant. So now all of a sudden he's like, oh, wait, hold on. 10 sounds better than three. <laughs> so that's when we agreed, and now he's my tailor. And now I promote him everywhere I go, just Love. like I am right now, right? Love. Los yeah. Torres Tailors. And I told him, I said, you put my handle in the in the suit because that's going to be different. He's like, all right, cool, cool. And that's, again, another way to uh, bring him exposure. But, yes, to answer your question, that's an, one way that I do monetize is I get people that reach out to me with not just monetary value, like in this case, he's not giving me money to promote. Right. He's, but he's saving me $3,000 that I don't have to pay for a brand new suit. So that's the exchange that we have. I have a watch company that sends me watches. I have a, a, a paintings. I have a bunch of these different and things that align. And they when you do the post, they just want to see it? or want to see it, yeah. That's it? Every video that I post, I have a picture in the background that says impact over income. Not once do I say, hey, go to this page to get yourself a paint. Not once do I ever say that. The guy's got more sales because of just having that in the background and people yeah. reaching out and saying, oh, where's that picture from? Or where's that painting from? Here's the website. So this is going to be a great place to end off, I think. So what does impact over income mean to you and what you're doing, why you're doing everything that you're doing? We always like to figure out the why behind the success. So what's yours? I, I realize that there's more more gratitude, more love that comes my way, which makes me feel great at the end of the day as a person, as, as just who I am. I feel there's more gratitude and love that way if I provide more value to the world. And so I realize every time I change someone's life, I just got off a phone call on the way here uh, with this one lady. She reached out to me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. She's like, I didn't know where to reach out to you on. <laughs> so I reached out to you everywhere. She's Love like, it. I want to get on a call with you. Can I just talk to you? And I said, you know what? Right away I called her. I said, what's going on? It said, she said, oh my God, I can't believe you're calling. Literally made my day. I've been watching your stuff. I'm like, how can I help you? And we ended that call. She's like, listen, I have a buyer. He's ready to buy with you. I'm going to buy a house in Jersey too. Like, I want to give you something back. I wasn't expecting that. Right. I wasn't expecting anything. I just want to help you, you know, move forward. So why impact over income? I Honestly, I'm looking at income. It's nice. I want millions of dollars, but who doesn't? I realized if I want to focus on the impact more than the income, the in- income should come along Perfect. with it. And Perfect. this is what these big guys say, Tony Robbins, Ty yeah, Lopez, right. Grant Cardone. It's easy for rich people to say that is what easy, I always yeah. think. <laughs> right. Seriously, though. Very I always easy. used to hear these guys say it and be like, yeah, well, that's really easy to say when you're sitting on a $100 million portfolio. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but if you go a level deeper, what that means is, is that you're not putting off your happiness until you reach this income level or number, right? So we talked about Atomic Habits, the book, fantastic book. Um, yeah, set goals for yourself, income goals, whatever. And when you achieve them, good for you. Give yourself a pat on the back. But if you tie your happiness to that income goal, then you're waiting until you get that 
place until mm. you get to enjoy life. So if you start enjoying the impact, and that is your your one percent better today than you were yesterday, then you get to really absorb that into your life and say today was a win because I made this lady's day, right? And tomorrow will be a day yeah. uh, will be a win because I impact somebody else, and the income will come, right? And and the 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 guys out there that have done it say that, and I think what people don't realize is that it's not going to come in a year, right? It might come in ten, but it comes. It comes. Right? And it comes while you're joyful and you can be joyful being broke and you can be joyful being rich. The difference is, is that once you get rich, if you weren't joyful, it doesn't it doesn't switch the light switch on. Money doesn't buy happiness. That right? is true, so, but I would rather cry in my Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> it is better to cry in first class. So. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, well, we are wrapping up. Thank you so much for listening to the Finding Success uh, radio show. Ed, tell everybody where they can go and find your master class. IGREcoaching.com. IGREcoaching.com. Thanks again. I'm Steve Libman. Abe, Justin, always as fun as it is. See you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Finding Success Show. For more exclusive content and previous episodes, check out successradioshow.com. That's www.successradioshow.com.